Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. We did, but honestly, I was left with more questions than answers, Tony. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. And I'm Michael Costa, comedian. From The Daily Show. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1. Our F1 102, if you will. And get all of the answers. All of them? Listen to Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Dow of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali in 1988, and surprisingly, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ. Listen to The Dial of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. The Volume. live on Amazon. <laughs> Dude, you're such a troll, dog. I just, you just want to get on a I Jackson I just like skin. to get Jackson his cardio on Sunday nights when we go live on Amazon. All right, well, welcome to Jenkins Burn and Jones. It's Sunday, April 23rd. Uh, we are live uh, here in the tail end of the uh, Nuggets Wolves series. Uh, on Amazon Amp. Thanks for listening. If you're listening live, thank you for listening. If it's Monday morning, you're listening on your podcast platforms. We appreciate you uh, no matter what. As always, Jenkins Jones hosted by Dragonfly Jones, a.k.a. Tyler. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Sunday, Mr. Sunday Funday. Lejethro Jenkins. Let's go. Lejethro Jenkins. What's up, Bubba's? What's up? <laughs> Left the phone at home. We living right, baby. <laughs> uh, I'm Gardy V, aka Mike. Uh, I was gonna do the motherfucking Mike. I was gonna do the pod shirtless. Motherfucking, decided, Mike. motherfucking Mike. Oh yeah, go we ahead. We decided to put his shirt. You about to show the titties <laughs> out? You was about to be thotting out here? I, I, I jumped in here. Mike had his shoulders out. I'm like, damn. We got titties on them. This how we moving? It's Sunday like a motherfucker. Tyler High. You know what I'm saying? Mike got his titties out. Let me tell. Next time we do a Tuesday episode, I'll do it shirtless. Um, all right. There we go. <laughs> all right. Uh, the titties look nice, though. I ain't going to lie to you, man. You know, I've been in the gym, bro. You know what I mean? We're, we're, we're working out hey, a little I saw bit. The shoulders we're too. Out I'm like, they got a little cap on them motherfuckers, man. <laughs> hey, I see you. If I made a list of all my friends who are likely to compliment their male friends' titties, John would be the only name on the list. Just, <laughs> Bro, I love, I love calling my homies bad bitches, bro. That's my that's my whole shit. That's my religion, nigga. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Loving on your friends is my religion. Making my friends blush, that's what I know I'm doing right. You feel me? I kiss Tyler in his face in public, nigga. Multiple times. Like 10 yeah. times. One, 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 you know what I mean? Nigga, I'm trying to make all my friends blush. That's what I'm on. You feel me? All right. Um, let's talk about, before we get into the basketball, uh, big fight on Saturday night. Um, you guys are much more into boxing, much more knowledgeable than me. I was just watching it on Twitter and with, um, as I put, like, very happy for my homies. 
very bummed out for my other homies. Like it was a topic of great debate in Long Beach. And all I said from what I saw of the fight is I don't know how black people lucked into allowing that to be labeled a race war fight, but y'all really had the upper hand <laughs> in that shit. We had the roids in the race war. You feel what I'm saying? For sure. Tyler, how do you feel about it? I'm really interested in how you felt about it because you probably watched it how most people yeah. watch it. You know what I mean? I am a casual boxing fan. I am I am not a motherfucking, you know, I don't have a trained boxing eye like you do and shit. I know you're like goddamn Max Kellerman out this motherfucker, but not at all, not even anywhere close, yeah, yeah. but I do like the sport. Yeah, but <laughs> you know but, um, but bro, like I said, from my untrained eyes, it was it was it was even evident to me how bad fucking you know, Tank just stripped his whole game plan from him. Like, you know, we came in that fight known as two southpaws. Um, we saw that, you know, Ryan was was getting out there. He was trying to, you know, try to establish, you know, how leading with his left, you know, for, for that mm-hmm. left hook and shit, you know, the first couple of rounds before goddamn Tank got under one of those second round and put and sat his ass down. Boop. And that's when the whole momentum shifted there. So you could tell that, you know, he wanted that, you, you know, to lead with the left, to come with the left, you know, try to catch him with that left hook. And, and Tank just took that shit from him. Like, you know, he was, you, you know, the way that Tank was countering and getting up under him, you know, on, under his punches, like he had him, you know, not not fighting Southpaw anymore. And like I said, that's what I saw with my untrained boxing ass eye. So it was like, yeah, yeah. bro, you're not going to beat this dude on the cards. You're you're not going to knock his ass out. So, you know, when he, you know, got caught that motherfucking liver shot and didn't want to get up, I was like, I understand, bro. Like, 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 I was like, I get it. I get it. You ain't winning on the points. You ain't going to knock this man out. Why take, you know, five more rounds of goddamn this? You know what I'm saying? I said this on Twitter. He looked like a dude that made it to the league purely off athletic ability. And he was playing with dudes that play basketball. You know what I'm saying? When you get up to that level, everybody has yeah. talent. You know what I mean? He has, he's been touched by God with speed and power. Touched by God, special. That's why when you we could, I, I was, when you were talking about him potentially knocking him, I'm like, yeah, he could not. He's the one person that I think is far that I think could sit his ass. Roley could have maybe sit his ass too, but he doesn't have the speed. Speed and power is scary. You know what I mean? But and he had the link too, so he had to get in there and take some to give some. You feel me? And so that's what scared me. But I knew Tank was a ten times better boxer than he was, bro. Tank box circles around that motherfucker. You can look at boxers' feet and see who's good and who's not. Just look at their fucking feet. He's standing in his fucking sand tank. His feet look like like he's a ballerina, nigga. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, dude, you can see like once he nullified that left hook, he had nothing. He had nothing. What do you, th- nothing what do you think else? is like a more dramatic, like, I actually think a, a body shot that causes your opponent to go down on one knee like he's trying to run the clock out in an NFL game. And just like, I'm good. That almost feels more like impressive and dominant and emotional than actually knocking someone out like cold to me. You know what I mean? Because you're just like the way he danced back and he's staring. I was like, you're making eye contact with him the whole time. Like you didn't turn his brain off for 30 seconds. You are looking at him in the eye as he's like, yeah, I can't do this shit anymore. If you looked at him after you hit him with the body shot. Tank goes, ooh, he he said he says that after he's with a body shot. He like he because he, he he didn't know he hurt him, and then he st- says back, and you see you can see Ryan grimace and think about going down, and then deciding to go down afterwards, right? And Tank goes, ooh, when he saw him grimace, he knew that motherfucker was food. We saw Garcia do somebody do Campbell just like that, hit him with a body shot, 
put him on his knees. You know what I'm saying? And you saw him trying to fight to get up, right? But he couldn't get up. Garcia didn't fight to get up. And Tank was staring at him saying, get up. Tank was going to brutalize that motherfucker. And Garcia knew what he would have to do to get through that round was not what he was willing to do. And also, he didn't have what it took to win that fight. He didn't have the IQ. Garcia said, he, during, while he was like, the first round he won, just fighting smart, keeping him on the end of his jab the whole time. The first round he won. And he said he got bored in there. Nigga, you are a fucking professional. You fighting a animal, nigga. You know what I'm saying? You have no room to, nigga, keep that nigga on the end of that stick and win that motherfucking fight. Get out that ring without getting beat the fuck up. You know what I mean? And he just didn't have the, the mindset, the, the maturity to fight how he needed to fight to beat Garcia. Bro, we saw sparring. That was the biggest fight of the year and it was sparring. And Loma and Haney are fighting and y'all probably don't give a fuck about them. Y'all might even know who the fuck they are in like fucking three weeks. I think you probably know who Haney is. You might know who Loma is. Lomachenko? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Lomachenko, yeah, yeah. He's fighting Haney, you know what I'm saying? Um, in three weeks, that's a much better fight. But that's the thing with me right now with boxing is like the popularity doesn't equal the skill in certain cases. With Tank, it does. With Garcia, it doesn't. So a big fight, as big as that was, my mom is hitting me up. We're at the, my local coffee shop. They're saying, did you watch the fight last night? You know what I mean? It's a nigga that has no business being in the ring with Tank. You know what I mean? And they need to figure that out because Shakur Stevenson would have fucking embarrassed this nigga, bro. And make and make a get tank out of there. Not like knock him out, but he could probably hurt his ass a little bit. And he could and, and he would outbox the shit out of him. And don't nobody know who Shakur is. You know what I mean? Nobody knows, nobody's seen Shakur fight. I'll post, I'll post uh shit off it. Like he's this is the best. Him and Inuay, you know what I'm saying, are are, are the my two favorite fighters to watch, bro. You know, at, at the at the moment. You know what I mean? And, and Bud Crawford. And I'll post post uh uh, clips of them, and they'll be like, "Who is this? These niggas is crazy." Right, motherfuckers don't even know right. who these are. They, they, these are the, these are some of the best, the best young fighter in, in Shakur. And anyway, is the maybe the best fighter in boxing. Japanese nigga that fights at one twenty two. They call him the fucking monster. They don't nobody who the fuck he is. And that's the issue with boxing right now, bro. Yeah, Shar doesn't even Garcia's know who he is. a big she fight. Knows who every Japanese you feel Japanese right? Is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gar Garcia's a Garcia's a big fight, but he's not a, a good boxer, and, and it's, it's it's unfortunate. But we saw sparring. All right, we saw sparring last night. Um, let's talk about Dylan Brooks. Let's talk about the Lakers. Let's talk. Let's talk about the Lakers Grizzlies series. But really, let's talk about Dylan Brooks, ladies and gentlemen. Do you find it advisable if you are Dylan Brooks to talk shit to LeBron James? Did any single person listening to this doubt what was going to happen in game three after Dylan Brooks chose to <laughs> fucking get in front of reporters and say, I poke bears. <laughs> I don't, I got no respect until he gives me 40. What did this man think he was doing? And did he or did he not get what he deserved in game three with the <laughs> fans up in his ass a whole game and then getting ejected for, you know, what looked like an unintentional nut tap, but a nut tap nonetheless. <laughs> that man said he poked bears and then and then, and then, and then hit that man in his nuts. That's wild as hell. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, I mean, I don't know. What I didn't like about what this, this whole Dylan Brooks shit is today, he did the whole, oh, everyone just wants to paint me as the villain. Now. I'm like, bro, no, 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 no. I, if you, this is who you're going to be. You got to lean into that shit. So I didn't like that. But 
you know, like I said, I'm not one of these people who think you have to earn the right to talk shit to somebody. I'm like, if, if it's on your 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 heart, your bro, say the shit. Let it out. You know what I'm saying? I don't give a fuck about that. Who earns the right to talk shit? But we all know when it's it is levels to this shit. And we all know when we have, you know, a mismatch on that end. And we usually want to see the motherfucking payoff. And that motherfucker looked like a fucking clown that game. Like a literal fucking clown during the circus show. He was fucking terrible. Doris Burke was clowning his ass. Like everyone was like, bro, why are you out here? Doris and then the motherfucker got ejected. Yeah, and then the motherfucker got ejected for a dick punch. Like what the fuck? Just a clown show all I mean, the way around, bro. Dylan Brooks looked like Dylan Brooks. And LeBron James look like LeBron James. I don't think what Dylan Brooks was so... I mean, like, bro, he said LeBron is old, which he is. He said, drop 40, 40 on me. I won't respect you. I respect that, nigga. Make the nigga drop 40 on you. You feel me? But like you said, the weird... Like, I don't want to say anything afterwards. And then he says, everybody... No, you painted yourself as that. That's why we know your fucking name. We wouldn't be saying shit about you if you weren't out here talking shit all the fucking time. And then you get the fuck, and then and, and, and then the, you poke the bear, and the bear bites your motherfucking ass. Now you acting bitch, mate. I don't respect that part. You feel me? I, it was cool with you being an asshole and you being annoying. That's why we know who you are. That's all, all you got, because we saw the stats. We saw the stats aligning. You the know side what I mean? by side, we wouldn't be talking about you unless you was talking shit about a nigga that actually side, mattered. The, the side you by side I mean? stat comparison, career points: LeBron James thirty eight thousand six hundred fifty two, Dylan Brooks five thousand two. NBA MVPs four for Bron to zero. Championships four to zero. Finals MVPs four to zero. All star selections nineteen to zero. And all <laughs> NBA eighteen to zero. <laughs> and the thing is, the only thing that will change on that shit are the points. <laughs> Nothing else will change on us for the rest of his fucking career. You know what I mean? The only thing you can do is talk more shit than him. And you and you gave up on that when the bear. Bu- you should have kept talking shit. He didn't drop forty. I said what I said. Lean in, my nigga. I, I, you know I, what I'm saying? I definitely always get annoyed when people. When something bites someone in the ass and then they come out like he did today with the the media painted me as the villain. The media didn't put the sunglasses on you, bro. <laughs> bro. They didn't have you out here with your chest out and a vest on, nigga. That's you. You out here wearing the shorts with your legs out and your titties out, nigga. You want to be the bad bitch. Now we treating you like one and you're mad, nigga. You feel me? You're getting that attention, and now you're mad. Fuck I here. felt what I thought was great, and and I do think, and I, you know, look, the Lakers are very stupid. They could easily still blow this series. I'm not taking any laps on that, but I do think the difference between teams with a leader who's been there and teams without is Doris Burke talked about that when you talk to anyone on the Lakers, they all took what Dylan Brooks said about Braun personally. Austin Reeves yep. took it personally ad took it personally because she she said they all felt like if he's saying this about lebron james what is he saying about me that's a leader in braun taking that statement and making it into something for his team then on the other side you look at the grizzlies dylan brooks was not writing a check that he had to cash he wrote a check that the entire memphis grizzlies had to cash and that's the difference yep. is that's not what you do in a playoff series when you just won a game without john ja moran to even the series up you're in an advantageous spot and you give that all away and guarantee that this lakers crowd was crazy they had thousands of people showed up left the beautiful the first beautiful day of LA weather we'd had in a while to get into the Staples Ooh. Center 4 hours early to boo the fucking shit out of Dylan Brooks during shoot around <laughs> shoot around 
Bro, you know what Dylan is? You ever seen them videos when the lady, the, the lady is talking, the man, the dude's lady is talking shit, and, and, and the, the dude don't want no smoke. He like, bro, let's chill out. You know, trying to calm it down. And she keep talking that shit. And he get his ass whooped. That's what Dylan did to his teammates. <laughs> he, he, he talking to Ch- he, he talking shit. You know what I mean? To to some to a nigga that he ain't got no business barely saying hi to. He should be asking for Brian's fucking autograph. I don't give a fuck if you in the in the same league. Y'all are not on the same level, but anywhere close. There's 20 levels between both of y'all. You know what I mean? You might as well be in a G League in comparison, my nigga. You know what I'm saying? And 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 and, and the people that should be in that motherfucker, you know what I'm saying? It should be are on his level, had to cash that check and yeah. you know what I mean? Had to, had to deal with that the, that blowback. The, the, the wildest smoke from Doris Burke was what like talking about his defense and, and that in that mentality. She said, Well you, we know that's what he brings to the team. Because we know it's not shooting. That's what she said, bro. Oh my God. She's like, We know it's not athleticism when we know it's not shooting. <laughs> Lit his ass up, boy. <laughs> And Doris is like one of the most brilliant minds, basketball minds, you know what I'm saying, commentating. And she going, you know, let me jab this nigga too. <laughs> you know what I mean? With Doris saying it's stamped, yeah. nigga. But, I, but you know, <laughs> she call you a bum. It's yeah. stamped, nigga. You but feel I, what I'm, I'm saying? I'm with both of you. I had no problem with him saying what he said. It's just that I, but I so. loved it as a Lakers fan because you knew what was going to happen in game three. So we'll see what happens. Game four. Really, I, I mean, we could talk about Braun, but it really comes down to is AD going to come out and look like I mean, yeah, like who's he going to look like? Is he getting his shit took by Xavier Tillman again, or is he looking like AD in game three again? And and honestly, I don't feel like having watched way too many Lakers games this year, I don't feel like I have an answer to that question. That's like a you go on one of those websites that's a random number generator and just go, evens he plays well, odds he's not trying, and hit the button, you know? like So I don't know. I I don't feel great going into game four. Like, we'll see what happens, but... What's what's your how how are y'all feeling? Where's the optimism levels at with the Lakers right now? Um, I think the Lakers pull it off. You know, like I said, I think I I, I had the Lakers in five here, bro. Like I think even with all the dumb shit they go through, like I still thought they're hands down the better team here. I felt like Memphis kind of regressed a bit, regard regardless of what the record said. Um, but yeah, I, I I think they take the next game. I think they we actually get two fucking decent games back to back from the Lakers, and I think they go up three one. I think that's what that's why I say I don't like this team is what you said, Mike. It's just you just don't know. And if you're a team that I want, I, I should at least know what I'm gonna get from you. You know what I mean? Like there's games where they just seem like I have no. If we're identity. clearing time you on the schedule, I mean? if I'm saying nah, right. we can't do that because the Lakers game is gonna be on, I would like to turn the TV on and have some idea of who I will be watching play basketball. I should at least be able to count on fifty from AD and Braun together. If AD and Braun on the same team. Can I at least get fifty with it with this and matchup? Ma- it, with this matchup, especially. with this like, with this matchup. But no, I mean twenty five and twenty five. Right, right. No, no, even the Celtics. I need twenty five from Brown and at least twenty five and eighty in the fucking playoffs, bro. This is you know you know come on, I need that, and and, and, and we don't know, you know. What I mean, it's sometimes and when AD's not playing well, it doesn't seem like he's just having a bad game. It seems like AD doesn't care. And I don't. He does. I, I I would like to think he does, but I don't see it, and that's what makes it frustrating. So I don't know. I think the Lakers are going to pull it off. I think they are. You know what I'm saying? Josh still hurt. You know he's not quite all the way there. You know what I mean? And they're a better team with Steven with Stephen Adams and Stephen Stephen Adams. You're, is hurt. Um, you're, what's what, what's I, what, uh, what's your boy uh, KD's uh, podcast co-host? Um, 
Banksy, Bank, ba- Banksy, yeah, or ba- yeah. Bansky. Yeah, he he, he yeah, had yeah. A, he had a great line that he was on a show. They were asking him about Ja Morant. He said, "Hands are important yeah. for playing basketball." <laughs> it's like, it's a, it's Point a, blank. It's a it's a wow. it's a it's a it's a, it's a it's a fair point. <laughs> it's a fair point. It's a very hell of All a right. point. Well, I, we you know we I mean? could be so, staring yeah. at if you're an NBA rigged conspiracy theorist, Mrs. Curry. We could be looking at um, <laughs> potentially. Lakers Warriors in the second round. We could be with so with Celtic Sixers. We could potentially be looking at that Braun Steph moving on potentially to either a Steph versus KD or a Braun versus KD in the West with Giannis potentially going up against the Celtics. Or I mean, like you really have, and we're just all praying. Obviously, everyone stays healthy. But you finally have a right. playoffs where you're looking at that bracket and you're like, well, we might not have a a, a dud in there, <laughs> you know. But we'll we'll see how it all shakes out. Let's talk about that Warriors Kings series. Um, Warriors, uh, you know, obviously playing very well at home. Um, what do we think of of, uh, <laughs> of of the series as a whole, which has just been a beautiful fucking series to watch? And what do we think of uh, Steffi Weber? <laughs> fucking calling a timeout when they didn't have any timeouts left with a minute oh left. my god yeah, he bro. said he said he forgot that they lost the channel whatever went down with that challenge yeah. um yeah and he forgot that they burned the tea out on that but yeah it's been a great fucking series um i've always been a firm believer that there's no better metric that tells you who a team really is other than their road record but I feel like the Warriors kind of are – they broke my brain a bit on that this season, right? Because they are fucking historically bad on the road, you know, good as hell at home. So if you told me, like, once we got this matchup that, that Sacramento will win two at their place, Warriors will win two at their place, I'd be like, that sounds about right. You know what I mean? So um, I, I still think that the, the Warriors are going to pull this off. I think it's going seven, though. Um, I, I hate so. that we had so. – yeah. I, I hate that I, Let's pray. I hate that we had such a good game ended by such a bad play on the Kings part though. Like I have no idea what the fuck that play was. Like of course, you know, you wanted to have, you know, Fox the hot hand. He had 38 against tonight. You know, you, you know they wanted to scheme that up for him, but it was like, bro, Harrison Brooks was uh, Harrison Brooks. Harrison Barnes was just fucking right there. He didn't give like fucking, you know, Darren any space to work with. And then uh fucking Draymond cheated off of him. So of course, you know, the hot hand couldn't get a good shot. He had to kick it off to to the dude who was fucking three for ten that night. And I just I just hate that we had such a good game in like that, bro. I mean, Harrison Barnes being right there, he deserved to be called Harris Harrison Brooks. We knew that motherfucker was <laughs> Harrison Brooks. <laughs> Boinked out, you know what I'm saying? When he let that shit. But I mean, it was great game, great series, bro. I was thinking, after they won the first one, I was thinking if they win this second one, I don't care about the record, this Warriors team might not lose another one, Mm. right? This game didn't convince me of that. You know what I mean? Fox is so fucking good at basketball. And he turns it up in the moments they need him most in the fourth and all that shit, right? Uh, Tyler talked about them runs. The Warriors had their runs. The Kings didn't give a fuck. Early in the game, late in the game, it doesn't matter. They always answer. They're so deep. You know what I'm saying? Just two great basketball teams. I think the Warriors are such a different team at home than they are yeah, on the that, road. That's, like that's my the way only they play feels different. The Warriors beat right. the series is I don't I don't know what I see but the King, happening for them to win yeah. on the road. That's the only thing. But is yes, but they have so much experience. I think. In the, in the playoffs, they can they can 
they can beat. I, I don't know how to. You think Game it. Seven I, I think Kings at fine. home doesn't look like Game One fit. at home? I think they could figure out how to get road wins when necessary due to their experience, you know, because of their experience. And the Kings aren't as experienced, but I don't think that's affected them as much. But I think when the series gets, when you get into Game Six and Seven, my nigga, when this player go win or go home. You know, that experience matters a lot. You know what I mean? Especially when you've been in those games in the finals and shit, and this team is, hasn't seen the, hasn't sniffed the playoffs in 20 years. You yeah. know what I mean? So we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I could be completely shocked. This motherfucker, De'Aaron, got the ability to drop 50 in a, in a, in a winner-go-home game. I mean, that's a special, special dude right now. We're seeing him. This come-out party has been incredible him, to him, watch. Him it and feels kind of like Ja when he him, was – Him and Anthony right. Edwards it feels kinda, have both been that way. Yeah. Yes. It feels kind of like Ja – when uh, Ja uh, went crazy, his first playoffs, and they, I think they lost in the first round, or maybe the second, but it, but um, Ja was like, oh, we knew Ja was ready for the moment. De'Aaron ain't scared of shit. So um, it's been it's been great to watch. It's been the best series by far. You know what I mean? I hope it goes seven. And I would like to see the Kings move on, but I just don't see it. And even if the Warriors move on, great. I mean, Steph is – Steph Curry, nigga, God-like – with that motherfucking rock. I know he made that bonehead, but bonehead. He made a couple of dumb decisions down the stretch, actually, in today's game. Yeah, I feel you. But when he let that, when he he, he in that motherfucking bag, we ain't never seen nothing like it. That motherfucker needs a a millimeter of space to cash out on your ass. You know what I mean? 45 feet. And it's, it's, we are lucky to watch this motherfucker, bro. You know, Bron, Curry, we can, Katie, we've got to, Bro, I know motherfuckers love fat lever back in the day, nigga. <laughs> but what we see in the day, something different, cuz, you feel me? <laughs> and he was a hooper, you know what I'm saying? But what we watching today, bro, this is beautiful. No, this looks like yeah. it could be the, the, I mean, we sort of Yahtzee Cup shook up all of the superstars, obviously, at the, at the trade deadline a little bit. But it looks like this could be the playoffs that kind of shook out to... Some matchups we wanted. If the Kings come out of that series, I don't know if anyone outside of California will give a fuck about that series, but there will be a lot of old bad blood on that Lakers-Kings shit. I think that's a win storyline-wise either way, but there's no doubt I'm hoping for Braun, Steph, you know, Braun and AD versus Steph and Clay in a Western Conference semi. I think they'll on. get up more for, for them Kings just off like Braun ain't. We ain't gonna see no bronze stinkers when he when Steph has had his number. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like that you you you, you can't if you he gonna get up for Steph. You know what I mean? Like I'll tell you this: so, if the Kings, so, yeah. I mean we're two series ahead now. If the Kings were to beat the Lakers to get to the Western Conference Finals, they'll build a statue for that team before the Western Conference Finals starts. <laughs> that would be. I mean, hey, I'm dude, dead fucking good serious. <laughs> good for them. Good, but I mean, I but I dog like I, I I'm either yeah. way. I'm gonna enjoy it. I think, honestly, I for whatever reason, I think that I think the we have a better chance of beating that Warriors team than the Kings team. I I just think how they play and how young they are. I just I don't and and how fearless they play. I feel like that's a, a better matchup is the Warriors for us. Also, I know what they're gonna get up for those Warriors, like I said, but that Kings team scares yeah. me. G. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other, as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, 
John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. Lily Herman, my co-host in season one, helped me choose a team, a driver, and then... Well, we sent you on your jolly way. Yeah. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. I'm Michael Costa, comedian, Daily Show correspondent. And we're back with season two because, as it turns out, F1's newest fan is still a little... Dazed and confused. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1 as we dive deeper into the rabbit hole of the pinnacle of motorsports. Who makes money here? What's CFD? How do you manage a tire? You, get back in there. What are the rumors? What's the gossip? But you also know that someone's listening to your radio. Uh, I'm going to pull up a picture of a tea cozy. I, I want to see what this thing looks like. Are you going to be doing that accent this whole pod? Listen to season two of Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts. Or wherever you get your podcast. You find it. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali back in 1988, and to my great surprise, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on family, spirituality, and on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ, including people such as Reverend Al Sharpton and James Buster Douglas. We'll even hear from Muhammad's daughter, Rashida. Well, my dad was, he was Peter Pan. Like, he never really grew up. He was very mature when it came down to social issues. He was very in tune. He felt a responsibility to be able to share his connection to millions of people who were in need. In each of these stories, we share lessons. Lessons that have meant a great deal to me and that I hope will be meaningful to you. Listen to The Dial of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. All right, let's talk about Suns Clippers. Um, this looked like it was going to be kind of a classic series. And just uh, unfortunately, I'm, you know, as a noted Clipper hater, I am still really genuinely heartbroken about this Kawhi injury. Um, I just, it, it just, I mean, he was playing uh, for my money when he went out, best player in the playoffs to that point. Yes. Easy. Um, easy. Hands and, down. You know, g- giving the Clippers a real sign of, uh, of hope, but also just that series looked like it was going to be so fun. So that instead, I, you know, Sun's playing great. They're playing like 46 minutes, 45 minutes a game with some dudes that I, I don't know that you want to do that with, but they don't have a choice. Um, and they're up three, one in the series. You think they pull that out or, uh, or, or is Russ able to extend that series enough that they get Kawhi back or something? It feels kind of like that's just about wrapped up though. Yeah, I think it's a wrap for that one. Um, there's not even a timetable on Kawhi's availability. Like we have n- no idea what's really going on with that knee. And bro, it was, this was looking like it was going to be the best series of, of the first round and just the fucking KD versus Kawhi. That was, that shit was basketball art, bro. 
It was so fucking beautiful to watch. We only got two games of the shit. It's just, and you know, the Suns are taking care of Ben's like they're supposed to do. Like, you know, if we told you going into the series, there will be no Kawhi, no PG. You'd have thought that they, you know, would, wouldn't have shit for the, for the Suns. So, you know, no, no, no shots at them. You got to play who wins in front of you and all that shit. But I just hate how we got robbed of what could have been the best series of, of the first round, I think. I think if, I think, if they were going to win, it would have been that game three. You know what I mean? Um, if they won that, I think it's a totally different series. Like, if Bones hit that three or whatever, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if they would have won that game, I think that was the game to win to maybe they could they could have maybe pulled this series out even without Kawhi because of the confidence builder that would have been. Um, I think losing that game, you saw, like, they just didn't have that. They gave, they gave these niggas the best shot they had in that game without Kawhi. And they still – and and, and – Booker dropped what thirty eight that night or forty on forty five forty five that night. So um yeah, I think that was a game to win if this series was going to be good without Kawhi and they didn't win that. I just it's cooked. Man. Um, that was the and, and, and it was that was the best shot they had and and they and they still couldn't pull it out. So. Two minutes. Yeah, I hate it though. No, I'm I, Kawhi looked like Raptors Kawhi. He looked like Kawhi looked like when we were thinking Kawhi could be the best player in the world. Remember like that Raptors series we were like next year he could be the best player and he looked like the best player in the world until he got hurt. You know, he looked like he was like up there. Him and him and no, I don't say best player, but him, him and Brian, Giannis. You know, they they was that's when they was all kind of battling for that. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, but uh, it's just it's I hate it for Kawhi. I hate it for him. We talking about you know you know people are kind of clowning like you know y- y'all. He he say uh, he's load managing in the playoffs. No, no nigga, no, no. shut the fuck yeah, up. You think one? Come, yeah. It's insane. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> on the other side of uh of that piece of the bracket, um the uh. Timberwolves were up 96 to 84 with two minutes and 52 seconds left in the game. It is currently 96 to 96 with 12 seconds left. Uh, Cat fouled Jokic with 12 seconds left in the game uh, to send him to the line to tie the game up. Um, God bless the Timberwolves, bro. You know what I mean? <laughs> I My number one worry about the Timberwolves has nothing to do with basketball. It's that they get bad weather in Minnesota, and I am worried that that team is going to be outside waiting for the bus when it starts raining, and they're all going to look up and open their mouths and drown like turkeys, bro. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Hard R, bro. Hard R. <laughs> I'm just like if you if you if you read through like we're recording right now right but if you, I'm just scrolling the play by play on ESPN and it is just a children's coloring book of the stupidest things you could do in the last three minutes of a must win basketball game turnovers dumb fouls uh, missed three pointers with 20 seconds left on the shot clock when you have a lead. <laughs> It's, just, it's like they're playing bingo Scared with they're like they're gonna <laughs> drown like turkeys. <laughs> Scared <laughs> Three Stooges. What the fuck? Goodness God gracious. bless. And I'm gonna say this. I love Anthony Edwards. And they need to get you don't need to blow it up, but you need to blow everything else up. <laughs> I mean, keep Mike Conley. You know, you want you want the veteran to help out, mentor some other people, but you got to get some higher basketball IQ people around that young man because you cannot fuck off the first part of his career with the way he's been playing in the playoffs. Free that man, Michael Jordan. Come get your boy, man. Come get your son. Link <laughs> <laughs> that man up with Lamelo. Let, let's really have some fun with this shit. Ah. <laughs> He had us thinking Malik Monk couldn't play basketball in the NBA. Keep him away from MJ, dog. <laughs> you know what I mean? Keep him away right. from MJ. But yeah, somebody need to save him. 
He turned it over to KCP, who then uh, missed a, a, a long desperation shot. Trauma. So that one's going to overtime. Uh, I'm sure we'll have a final on it. Not that anyone won't know the result, but I'm sure we'll be able to close the book on that series by the time we're done recording. I, I, w- I will say this about the Nuggets. Um, I was uh, had no belief in their ability to come out of the West before the playoffs started. Having watched more of them... I think that the best case scenario for them has shown itself to be true. And I realize they're playing the Timberwolves, which will make your defense look good. Um, I think that they're better defensively than the numbers showed and some of the D-rating stats and things that we talked about that um, have typically been predictive of success. with With the Suns' relative lack of depth, the Warriors and Lakers up and down performances, particularly on the road. I, I think that there's a, a good chance, actually, that the Nuggets could end up coming out of the West. Has this series changed your mind about them at all? Or um, or, or what you've seen in the other series, I guess? To, to a degree, it has. I mean, I think we all knew that this that the fucking Timberwolves weren't going to give the Nuggets any run, right? I think we all were going to mm-hmm. look at this and see how sharp the Nuggets were. And boy, these motherfuckers are looking sharp. Right. <laughs> they are executing their asses off. Like you said, you know, I, I feel like the defense has notched up a level, even though I know this is the Timberwolves. But, bro, like, yeah, they have they have looked very, very fucking sharp during this series. And they've had like their lows in games. Cause that's a basketball's a game of runs. You, it happens. You know what I mean? And also like you're playing the Timberwolves. Like, you know, you kind of get, you get up 25 and you lose a lead because you're playing the Timberwolves. You're up 25. You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck? But they do what they need to do when they need to do it. And I think that's important because you're gonna have lows, yeah. you're gonna have bad spots. But when it's when when it's time to get you know to to notch it up and get the shit shaking, they 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 don't they know yeah. exactly what they need to do. And also they they have their identity. They know ex- they've been playing together. They know exactly what each player role they should should be played. You know, what I mean, there's no confusion on what should who's who's gonna do what from yeah. night to night. You know, what I mean, held so, held him, held I'm not him surprised. Points go- in game one, held him to 96 points <laughs> right. in regulation tonight. Yeah. Uh, I'm not surprised. I won't be surprised by anybody that comes come, comes out of the West. You know what I mean? Because that's what I feel like the Once West is now. Once you get now. the Timberwolves and um, Grizzlies out, yeah, is that exactly? But I think what you spoke what you spoke to made a lot of sense to me too. Is you you, you like suggested that maybe what other players, other teams have yeah. looked like has affected how? And so yes, I I would say more than what the they look like against the Timberwolves. What other teams have looked like have yeah. made me think. That they have a better chance than what I thought. Yeah. Okay. It'll be interesting, and it does look like uh, we're right on the the uh, the cusp of getting uh, that Celtic Sixer series in the second round. That I, I mean, I personally have been very excited for that. That'll I think be that'll fun. be really fun. That'll be fun. Um, we did get fun. an all time Doc Rivers quote uh, up three zero before the seventy Sixers game. Doc emphasized or before uh, yeah for for game four, he emphasized um, that he'd been talking to his team about not playing with their meat. Um, I saw that. I, I forgot about that. I did see. That. Tyler, is that is 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 that what they needed to hear? Or was that the that was the speech? That was the one. <laughs> I, when I saw that, I was like, "Bro, that is not your call. You do not get to <laughs> you you do not get that's to a make Bible those Bill calls, tape. Right? That's a Bible <laughs> Bill tape. You know what I mean? Yeah, loose <laughs> ass shit right there. But uh, <laughs> but yeah. Um, uh, did you see he came out today and he said he said he got, uh that his players corrected him and was like, "It's not this not play with your food." He's like. He yeah. didn't even know what the fuck he was talking about, basically. Right. <laughs> and he threw a dick on the table. It was crazy. <laughs> I have nothing else. No, to I don't have. I'm glad it happened. Yeah, I'm glad it happened. It was just a great moment. I love when grown men like, and Doc's a smart dude. You know what I mean? Like, blow something like that. 
You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just, just it's, so, it's so funny, but yeah. Um, they don't need to play with their meat. Yeah, <laughs> they, they shouldn't in this situation for sure. Get them the fuck we out of here. We talked in the uh, and they did. We we talked in the um, in yeah. the Saturday episode, uh, the silly Billy episode about um, some of the nonsense and stupid shit that's been going on with Twitter and blue checks. Uh, that has only continued to intensify since we recorded that episode. But what I actually wanted to talk about was. Um, enemy of the show. I know people talk about friends of the pod. Enemy of our podcast, Jason Whitlock, <laughs> um, tweeted about how no one should be worried about paying $8 for their blue check and about how he spends more on toilet paper in a day than $8. And I just want to tell you, listen, this ties into the fiber theme of our shows over the last couple of months, but you got to be a world-class dookie butt to spend $8 a day on toilet paper, my guy. That's a lot of dookie or a lot of butt. And it might be both in this situation. You feel what I'm saying? I, I, feel, I feel like it's so, it's so fitting that if this is a lie or if, it is, or if it's the truth that he's full of shit either literally or figuratively, however shit shakes out. Which I think is like perfect for fucking Jason Whitlock. Because fuck that guy, bro. Fuck that guy, dog. Jesus Christ. $8 a day of toilet paper equates to, and we live in an inflationary area of Southern California. You talk about four rolls of toilet paper a day. <laughs> You're talking about the sheer mechanics of that proposition are overwhelming. <laughs> That's at least two of them super rolls. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You're talking about a That's man insane, who is dog. voluntarily telling us he makes an oven mitt of toilet paper on his hand and just <laughs> flaps it around down there. I mean, like <laughs> Jesus Christ, dog. Jesus Christ, bro. God bless. Why didn't that he say nigga, a week? I, I just like why. <laughs> why did he offer up the amount of time it takes him? That's what I don't understand. That's so expensive. Ain't that nigga like on a a blog spot now? Like, what the fuck? Like, do you, can you afford that shit, my nigga? That's a lot of money in toilet paper for a nigga that's on blog spot. Blog they got a spot. medium. You know what the fuck is he on? Like, the, right, the white people didn't even want him. The racist said you, you you're up. It's over with, dog. You know what I mean? It's a, so damn, bro. You need to. Spend your money a little wiser, motherfucker. <laughs> All right. Motherfucker Glenn Beck's YouTube channel said no. Nah. <laughs> right. Glenn you feel what I'm saying? This YouTube the... channel, nigga. <laughs> he can't be on YouTube, nigga. Like, well, no, nobody wants you, man. That's a lot of bread, bro. <laughs> They're like, bro, we, we hate, black. Like, bro, we hate black people, and you would be perfect for that. But, bro, no. We, we don't even want to pay <laughs> you for that shit. Right. You, you ain't worth the money, man. Fuck it's not a man. lot of people in my life that i would keep in my life if i found out they were using four rolls of toilet paper a day maybe it's related maybe it's related why he got kicked off of glenn beck's youtube channel (laughs) that motherfucker might be out here clowning dog all right that's all so congrats to jason whitlock i'll preliminarily uh give him our dookie butt of the year award um Thanks to everyone for tuning in. <laughs> Change the name of Booger Boy to Dookie, Dookie Butt of the Year. <laughs> Dookie Butt of the Day. <laughs> All right, that's a deal. Dookie Let me. I'm gonna week. write that down. No, I'm not writing that down. Dookie, Dookie Butt. Butt. When we're gonna do it on the Silly Billy episode, Dookie man. 
Let's lean all the way but in, dog. Do what Dylan oh, Brooks should have done. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> lean all the way in. All right. That's God. all the time we got. Uh, we will be back for another live episode Wednesday night after the playoffs. That is going to be a great night. We've got Lakers game five and another uh, hopefully classic in that uh, Warriors-Kings series. Can't wait to talk to you guys after that. And then we'll have the Silly Billy No Basketball episode out on Saturday. If uh, if, you, if you just were getting through this, hoping that at some point we'd be talking about TV shows and it never happened, come back on Saturday. <laughs> but until then, we'll see you all on Wednesday. Bye. 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 Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. We did, but honestly, I was left with more questions than answers, Tony. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. And I'm Michael Costa, comedian from The Daily Show. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1. Our F1 102, if you will. And get all of the answers. All of them? Listen to Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali in 1988, and surprisingly, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story, and also stories of others touched by the champ. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.